and also too like when you travel by yourself I, when I went to Kenya the first time I went to Kenya by myself I did a safari I had like a full-on experience but when you're booking these different activities there's other people on there so when I was on the safari it was a group it was like 15 of us and I didn't know them not everyone knew each other and so when I booked that local activity that I found online through research it was like I wasn't by myself there was other people there and I made new friends and the same thing when I went to Rome I booked a cooking class I did tours and you you meet other travelers as well so even though you're are traveling by yourself it doesn't necessarily mean that you are alone Hey, good people, and welcome to another episode of Becoming the One podcast. Y'all already know who I am. Y'all been listening to us for a while now. It's Amanda, and I am one of your hosts of the podcast. And guys, today is an extremely special day because we have our first, like, official podcast guest, okay? So you guys have heard from Jamal, you've heard from Natasha, you've heard from Sophie, like people in our crew But we do not know everything about this single journey. We do not have all the keys and all the tools. And we want to make sure that we bring on the right people to give you what you need in this season of singleness. So I am excited, overjoyed, ecstatic, actually, to bring on our first podcast guest. You guys, we have Juliet Bush with us today. Welcome to the podcast, Juliet. Oh my goodness. You guys are amazing. Such an honor to be your very first guest. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm like, did you, did you know you were our first guest? <laughs> I did. I oh, I, okay. I'm like, Sophie must have told you. I'm like, surprise. <laughs> uh, we're so excited to have you. Like I was telling you before we started, I have been like creeping on Instagram for a while, just looking at what you're doing with Brave by Faith Travel. And I'm so inspired by it. Like it's clearly evident that you are kind of merging like business and purpose to where it's definitely a travel agency, but you can just see like the women connecting and like Mm -hmm. the spiritual aspect and all the love and the joy and the exploration and the bravery. So tell us like the story, like Brave by Faith Travel, what a powerful name. Like how did this all start? Well, it actually started, it just so happened just in regards to it was never, you know, like my goal to start a travel company or anything like that. In fact, you know, growing up, I didn't have a specific, you know, thing that I wanted to be per se, like a doctor or a teacher. Um, But I knew I graduated with a marketing degree. I wanted to do corporate. And so this was during the time of, um, the recession and I was going on job interview after job interview and nothing, you know, was happening. And I was literally being rejected on, you know, so many different jobs. And one of my friends was telling me about um, a applying for a flight attendant position overseas in Dubai. And oh, wow. I didn't even know, I never heard of Dubai before at that time. Um, this was like in 2008 is when I graduated. Uh, I didn't never heard of Dubai, never heard of the airline. And I'm just like, hmm. And so I looked into it. I had peace about it. I applied and I got accepted. And then from there, I moved from Dubai from, I was living in New York at the time. I've never been to another continent. I literally stepped out in faith 
moved to Dubai. Oh, wow. Um, and that's when I actually grew in my relationship with God, because a lot of times we just depend on what the pastor has to say and yeah. you know, rely on our immediate circle of friends when you know we need advice. And it really gave me alone time with God and to really just read the Bible, you know, for myself and really develop a relationship with him. And that's when my desire started to change. And um, just really, I would use the time to volunteer at different nonprofit organizations, at different orphanages um, during my vacation time. And while I was living in Dubai, I would travel weekly to different countries. And it was never my desire to travel. But when I was exposed to it, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like at that time, I lived in the States for 23 years of my life. And, you know, when I'm thinking forward, I'm thinking of another country to live in. I'm not thinking about, you know, going back to the States. And, but I started a blog just to share with everyone, like how to travel and things that I've seen and how easy it is to attain travel. You don't have to be, you know, full on rich. Um, You can travel great, you know, with a low budget. And I was just sharing my experience and I was really passionate about it. I would have friends come and visit me. I would host an entire itinerary, gifts on the bed, all of that, a full on adventure in Dubai. And then from Dubai, I moved to Cape Town, South Africa. And when I moved to Cape Town, South Africa, I did a leadership development program there um, with the ministry. I was there for three years. I didn't get paid, like meaning I didn't have a salary at all and God provided for me. And actually it was illegal for me to work because when I was there on a volunteer visa, and what I mean by illegal to work is when you're going there and if you're going there to work, you're taking away from opportunity and income from the local people that live there. So I was there. So I was there doing community outreach. um, And I also too was the international um, volunteer coordinator um, for the nonprofit I was working with as well. And during that time, that season, I really learned how to work unto the Lord. Like literally he was my provider, just as he put on my heart to go he put it on other people's hearts, you know, to support me. I didn't fundraise. I didn't ask for money. Just as if you would go to, you know, your 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 regular nine to five, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to have a GoFundMe asking people for rent. Like God literally right. was my provider during that wow. time. Um, and through the blog that I was telling you about that I started in Dubai, I shared that um, just my journey of moving to Cape Town without a plan B, you know, I, I, I moved like $300 to my name and literally God fully provided for me. I didn't miss a meal. Just even in that first year, it led seven people I did not know to do the same program that I did. And now like they are flourishing um, and all things that God has called them to do. Um, but I realized I was like, wow, just from that testimony alone, like people like literally it was God who stirred people's heart to either move to another country, a state or whatever have you. And I thought to myself, imagine if other people shared their journeys along the way from different places, not just me. So I started up another site, Brave by Faith, um, in which I had people who were living by faith, um, all different ethnicities, um, different oh, wow. people around the world sharing their story um, where people can see what they're doing and 
it created also like a movement where other people were encouraged in that. Um, so I was in Cape Town, South Africa for three years, and then I moved to um, Atlanta, Georgia. I was working for a friend in ministry, and I wrote two books. Um, the first one was Brave by Faith, and it's packed full of resources of how you can travel to and just my journey up to that point. And of course, you know, God provide providing, like I'm so passionate about encouraging people to step out in faith and do what God has called them to do because literally like my life doesn't make sense. And um, what I'm doing is not something that I thought of or was like in part of my five-year plan or anything like that. Literally God developed everything and each season leads to the next. So, you know, what you're doing now, where you're working at is not mundane. So even right. I was working in customer service right after out of college, and it really taught me how to work with other people um, and be patient and to serve others, which you know led to my flight attendant job and doing the leadership development course, helped me learn how to run teams and um, really work in kingdom um, business um, and the same as in Atlanta. So when I was in Atlanta, uh, I shared... so. Working as a flight attendant, I traveled. That was actually my first experience traveling alone in regards to my time off. So when we have, we receive 30 days a year off and we can break them off however many times that we want to our ways. And even on our days off, you know, for example, you might say, oh, well, I, on your days off this weekend, you might go to the movies. But, you know, as a flight attendant, you have like access to the world. It's like, okay, let me just go to Kenya for a few days. And the thing is, you're not going to stop that if no one else comes. So I was kind of forced in it in a way, because if I wanted to be able to use, you know, what I have access to abundantly, let me just step out. And so my first trip, I went to Bali Um, by myself. I really learned independence and just confidence of just you know, hanging out with yourself and you also meet so many other people and it really just expands your mind and you grow. I did a throwback picture when I was living in Atlanta, you know, after living abroad for six years, I did a a throwback picture of me flying to Rome by myself. And I was just sharing, hey, like you don't, Rome is, when you think of Rome or Italy, you think, okay, romantic destination, honeymoon, you know, you need to be in a relationship. I'm like, you don't need to be in a relationship to go to these places. You can live your best life now. Like, don't wait until yes, yes, yes. that happens. You can actually live your best life right now. And so many people are like, well, how do you travel? And it, that really stirred in my heart. Like, okay, well, there's so many people who are interested in traveling, but don't really know how. And for me, like I was saying before, organically, I would have friends of mine, groups come and I would just host them. Uh, I thought to myself, let me put together a trip to Dubai, Dubai, because I've been there. I've lived there before. I can give a local experience. I booked out an accommodation there, a penthouse, the world's tallest accommodation. And we were like on the 97th floor and all that, not knowing if anyone would come. And I, I just planned, I planned it all out. And I, put it online and it sold out immediately. I didn't have, you know, a name for it or anything like that. It wasn't going to be a 
something that was going to be continuous. It was just like, okay, a one-time thing. But then it literally, I had like a wedding list for the trip and there's so much interest. And this was at a time when, you know, really there wasn't really any group trip. So for me, there wasn't really anyone that I could look to and see, okay, well, someone else is doing it. So I really was doing it scared, not knowing what I was doing, but whatever God is calling you to do, he will send people to help you, to support you, a team. And I actually had someone reach out to me before I even launched the trip asking if they could be my intern. And I'm like, I don't even, like, I don't have anything going on. But they were on the Brave by Faith website and they were just seeing all these different testimonies of, of people doing different things for God. And they just wanted to help out with the organization somehow. And so when I launched a trip, I, re- I realized like God was aligning things and I immediately contacted, you know, the person who reached out and she came on the first trip. And like now, you know, she's one of our, experience leaders. So from the the whole travel company, Brave by Faith Travel, because each thing led to the next. So of course, you know, I had the the blog where people are sharing their testimonies. And then, you know, it escalated. I had a book. And so now it's kind of like everything in action. So even people who are stepping out in faith to register for a trip. So even the name has significance. There's um, women who come who've never been out the country before, you know, who haven't had a passport, some may not even been on a flight before, and God has provided for them. Um, there's even few that pay their deposit and don't really know, they don't really have it all, but God provides for them along the way. There's so much power in what God does within each woman that comes that is literally unexplainable that God does on the trip. So even where we all are, there's a purpose for that specific place that we go to, to the nation. Like we prayed for people. Um, there's people who have come up to us and they're like, there's something about you guys and um, different testimonies um, of people just being set free and God using the girls who come for something bigger ourselves. So it's bigger than just, okay, a nice trip. So everything is covered, is taken care of. So when you arrive, you know, everything is done. Um, So you don't have to worry about a thing, but yeah. So Brave by Faith Travel started by me being rejected from what I thought I wanted to do. So, and just being obedient in each season. So although, like I said before, I didn't really know specifically what my huge, you know, I guess purpose or calling, whatever is, but I noticed that, you know, what we're called to do and our purpose is not in a title. Um, So it's really whatever season that you're in right now, like, what is God trying to teach you? Like, what do you feel that you are supposed to be doing in this season? And it's beyond you know, status of a relationship status or um, a title or anything like that, because the season that you're in right now is to steward it. And then the next season, you'll be able to learn from that. So it like literally progresses. So each of the seasons that God has brought me to, I would not be able to be where I am right now in its full extent if I wasn't able to learn everything that I did before. And this is beyond brave by faith travel. So what God has for me, like, it's not just this, like 
this leads to the next thing and to the next thing. Um, yeah. So that's so good. Like I have literal chills. Um, <laughs> that is so good. I think the the crazy thing about it is like like I told you before, I've been following you for a while. So mm-hmm. like I have seen a lot of what you're talking about, even from like your new website mm-hmm. to like the travel um, hosts and things that you have going on. Um, and a friend of mine has actually taken one of your trips and she just raved about really? how it was. Um, and I think what you were saying, like you said so much of value. And I think that it definitely aligns with what we try to talk about on this podcast, of course, is like really thriving in your single season. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you were able to highlight was, okay, yes, this is, you know, this business that God gave me, but it's also, it was because I was brave by faith, like this literal moment of God, like, I'm just going to take a step. Like, okay, let me be a flight attendant in Dubai. Okay, I guess I'll live here. All right, you're calling me to Cape Town. Okay, let me plan a trip. Like these kind of like gradual moments that God uses if we just take like that step. Because I think sometimes we're so like focused on doing like the big thing that we don't realize like it's the accumulation of a step here, a step there, being brave by faith over here and brave by faith over there. And then ultimately it kind of unfolds this beautiful story And I even think the metaphor of travel is very likened to that of like, when you go to a new country, like you don't know like what's there, what's waiting for you, but it's kind of, you know, a little scary for some people. But once you kind of get on new land, new territory, like it opens up your eyes Mm -hmm. um, to things that you haven't seen before. I've had the privilege to go out of the country one time. I want to go again. Hopefully, Brave by Faith travel. (laughs) In September, girl, look at the website every week. Um, I went, I had the privilege of going to um, Johannesburg uh, probably like maybe six, seven years ago. So it's been a minute. But it was like this moment for me where I was like, wow, like the world is so much bigger than what I have seen. Like there are so many beautiful people. Like I got to go to Soweto. I got to go to Mm. like safari and like be right next to a giraffe and i'm like oh my goodness like y'all are out here for real like Mm -hmm. not just in the pictures but i'm actually standing next to elephants and giraffes this is crazy and it kind of like brightens your perspective and i think the same thing like with our relationship with god and our journey with him like travel is a is a beautiful metaphor of that of like hey i'm going into this land that like i've heard about but i'm not fully familiar but the more i go like the more beauty i find and the more things i see and the more i learn about myself and i'm able to grow and i'm Mm -hmm. like wow god like you created this for me like you have a purpose here you have this here so i just love so much of what you said i think it's extremely relevant for the people in their single season to like thrive now and travel now. Um, I think one of the biggest things that people kind of have a little bit of a concern about is traveling solo. So I know when, I mean, it, it, even before I went to Johannesburg, I mean, if I told my mother I was going to get on a plane to go from Georgia to <laughs> New York, she'd be like, you going on a plane by yourself? Somebody coming with you? We got, call me when you get on the plane. So I know for a lot of people, as single people, it's it's not so much about like, hey, I don't want to travel, but yeah. I think the concern for people can be about just like general safety because we hear so much in the news and the media and all that stuff. So I'd just be interested to know because you are clearly out here <laughs> taking flights, okay, and taking names. All right, single, <laughs> on a plane, on a boat, on a ship, wherever. Like, what are kind of your thoughts when it comes to, like, safety while traveling single? Yeah, just, like, being aware of your surroundings, just as if you are 
in the States. I actually feel more sec- secure when I'm traveling overseas than I'm in America. Like, you know, you can be oh, wow. over by the police here in America and there's like, you know, brutality and all that. And yeah. there's, you know, different alleyways and just different places that are not safe. Um, yeah. you know, so, you know, just safety wise, um, overseas, like even, you know, as a tourist, if you feel like you don't know <laughs> where you're going, like you can be a target if you're just like, you know, lost and looking. And so even if I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to pretend I'm like confidently be walking like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Even, if I, even if I don't, but you know, an, a, a safe precaution would be to forge your itinerary or your booking where you're staying um, to maybe a family member or a friend. I do that with my sister. My sister's like, because, you know, I'd be checking into all these places. The majority of my time of the year is spent overseas. And so my sister is always like, oh, well, where are you? You know, just in case something happens. So what I do is I forward her my, where I'm staying, um, my booking. So if you if you want to do that, like forge your itinerary where you're staying or, you know, share your IG. Because, you know, sometimes you're posting a lot of your updates and everything like that on um, right. Instagram. But I do suggest like not sharing exactly like where you're sta- staying um, online until after um, you leave. Another thing is, so when you bring your cell phone overseas, it's not going to work unless it's unlocked. So what's unlocked means it's certain phones are unlocked where you can put an international SIM card into the phone where your phone can work. Or if you have like a data plan for international calls, you can use that. But it's really important for you to have a working phone. So that way you're not lost. If you're walking around, you can actually put um, directions in your phone, or if you have an emergency or anything like that, you can make a phone call out. Um, so it's important to be able to facilitate that because if you don't have a phone, you could use Wi-Fi. So if you don't have a SIM card or if your phone doesn't work abroad, you can use Wi-Fi different places. So where you're staying at different restaurants and all that, but for you to have like 24 our access to like internet, it's best to get like a SIM card and um, things like that. So, and also too, make sure, cause I've seen it as well. People who are first time travelers um, to contact your bank <laughs> that you are going somewhere because oh, you're not, you not anywhere, mm-hmm. but it's important to let your bank know. Cause what will happen is you're going to be overseas trying to make a payment or, or, you know, make a transaction and your card is shut down. And, just, and then it's a lot to be able to contact your bank if you don't even have, you know, like if your phone doesn't work, like, like I was saying before, if you don't have a SIM card. So it's just best to be able to handle that because they will most likely send you like a PIN number, but they need a, a, a number to send it to. Um, so to have cash on you. So just in case, you know, for any emergencies, you might lose your card. What I what I like to do is to bring a second card with me. So like I'll order a second card just in case I lose a card, then I'll have a, a second card on me. And also too, when you, the clothes that you wear blend in and wear like normal clothes that are more local attired there, 
because that would make it stand out for it. So if you have like, you know, big American name brand things like Nike, Adidas, and have all like a huge fanny pack with sneakers, it's like you're American or like your university of whatever she's American and people I am here. like even you know you might be in the shops trying to negotiate or whatever the case is you can be a target so to blend in and that's also too even with name brand stuff I don't generally wear name brand outside because people might try to steal or things like that so it just depends on where you are because it's not a necessity to have name brand um, things if it's not like a part of um, the culture, if they're just like really relaxed and everything like that. And so that way you're not a target um, in that aspect as well. So even say if you're looking up flights, make sure you, because the timing, the time difference, you can book a flight to leave on Friday. You can land in the in that place on Sunday. So make sure like the time difference in checking that you don't book a flight on Friday thinking that, okay, the time I land is going to be on that Friday. And to also make sure to arrive during the daytime um, because there's flights that land at midnight and all that. So that's another avenue. Just oh, yeah, that's so safe. smart. That would not be um, safe. And also too, Google is your friend. Like I look up a lot of things you know, on Google, if you need help or any any questions, just to look up on that. But a lot of countries are very safe. Like, for example, Bali, no guns are allowed. Like, people do not walk around. Oh, wow. Like, that's not. And they also have a no drug tolerance. Like, you will <laughs> not be able to leave the country if you are, you know, caught with drugs. So they they have a no drug tolerance and, like, no weapons as well. So it's so peaceful in Bali. Bali is actually one of my favorite places. And I recommend um, Bali as a place for someone who is a single traveler. And it's so carefree. The people are friendly, you know, no agendas. It's crazy because people are more concerned about the international people who come into the country than the actual local people itself. So what I say is, what I mean by that is, in regards to safety, the people who are coming in the country can cause more problems than the actual, you know, local people themselves. But they're just so peaceful and um and so genuine, genuine. And yeah, it's actually Bali was one of the the very first place I went to alone, um, just period as a trip um, by myself. And it's one of the destinations that we do with Bread by Faith because. I, when I experience it, I'm like, everyone needs to experience this. And it's just so beautiful, um, so peaceful. And also too, like when you travel by yourself, I, when I went to Kenya, the first time I went to Kenya by myself, I did a safari. I had like a full on experience. But when you're booking these different activities, there's other people on there. So when I was on the safari, it was a group. It was like 15 of us. And I didn't know them. Not everyone knew each other. And so when I booked that local activity that I found online through research, it was like I wasn't by myself. There was other people there and I made new friends. And the same thing when I went to 
Rome, I booked a cooking class, I did tours, and you and you meet other travelers as well. So even though you're are traveling by yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are alone. And also too, when you're traveling by yourself, you're more approachable. Meaning, say if you're in a group, like maybe it's you know two or three of you all, no one's really going to approach you because you're with somebody. And but you also attract who you are as well. So I've noticed that the people that I have made friends with are are people who are kind of like the same as me. And I really feel that you like attract um, who you are. And right now there's so many different travel companies out there and with different niches. So it could be based on profession. um, It can be be based on faith. um, You know, there's so many different groups that you can join that you can be a part of. So even though that you are by yourself, you can join other people who are going by themselves as well to meet. So if you don't feel like, okay, I don't feel like researching. I don't feel like, you know, going through all that because when you're traveling solo, you need to be prepared. So you're going to either be prepared or scared. So what I mean by that is you at least need to plan your first two days. For me as an experienced traveler, I can just go somewhere and land and book my travel as I'm landing. And, you know, that's how I am. But when you're traveling, you know, for the first time, you're going to want to be prepared. So what I mean by that is, of course, you need to have your ticket. You need to have your transport. Like, how are you going to get from the airport, you know, to where you're staying? So you need to at least have your transport together or a cab, um, your itinerary uh, planned out. Because you can still figure out things on the way. But then again, like it is, it is work. Um, so again, you can use a, a travel company, but also too, in regards to, you know, booking different accommodations and different things, don't compromise on your, your safety to save money. So for example, you could have, you know, a yeah. cheap place and, but then it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of sketchy. Like don't compromise just because you save significantly. The same thing, like say if it's at night, and you need to, you know, get to where you're going and you can walk there, but, or take like a $20 taxi ride. Um, I would definitely suggest just taking, <laughs> you know, the taxi instead of walking. Although of course it can save you money, you know, by just walking. So there's just certain things, you know, just not to compromise in regards to that. I love it. That was so much value, like so much value. And I think a lot of what you said kind of can shift people out of like this fear based mm-hmm. place when it comes to travel. Like, of course, you know, traveling, there are risks, but I mean, there's risks every single day you walk out of your house, whether you're in the States, you're in a different com- country, doesn't really matter where you are. Um, So I love like those tips that you shared. So really quick, I want to do kind of like a... um. I don't know. People call it like rapid fire questions or like, I don't know what people call it, but basically like your, I have like a couple like rapid fire travel questions. I should have came up with a better name, but we're going to give God praise anyhow. (laughs) Um, So question number one, top three, you cannot travel without these items. Top three travel essentials. Gotta have it. The top three essentials. Well, I would definitely would have to say, for right now, you absolutely need to have hand sanitizer. 
right. you know, with you. Um, you need to have a card and your bank card. And I actually prefer a bank card than just carrying around a lot of cash with me. And because what sometimes people do is just bring cash with them and then exchange it at the airport. But what I like to do is just have a card and I can just withdraw money from the ATM wherever I am. And that's that. So I need to have that. And I also need to have my laptop because for me specifically with working, I work remotely, meaning I just need to have Wi-Fi to work. And so it's kind of like my office in motion. So those are kind of the, the three things that I need to have. Love it. What is your greatest travel memory? Hmm. The greatest travel memory. There is, I have, I have many travel memories, but one um, that can stand out is when we had a group trip to Dubai and we were at, we went to a Bible study and one of the girls is anointed in healing. This is on our Break by Faith trip. Um, she was really anointed in healing. And so we were at this Bible study and there was a guy who had back pain for 20 years and he could not, like, it was like painful. And, and so we all stood around and prayed for him and he was healed. And from that instant, um, it just spread because through that church, there's a couple whose wife was at the hospital. Um, this is in Dubai and in the emergency room and just there for a few days, doctors didn't know what, what was wrong with her or anything like that. And she really wanted to give up. And the husband contacted us and was like, please, can you pray pray for my wife? Like, they don't, no one knows what's happening, what's going on. And we literally was there. It was after visiting hours, you know, we were, we just went in and we all joined together, like in faith and prayed. And like, even her eyes were just like, you couldn't really see like the pupils in her eyes. Cause it was just like, you know, rolled back. Just like, she just wanted to give up and literally we were just praying for her. And like her eyes started to clear and oh my like, goodness. Started from, discharged from the hospital just a few days afterwards. And, you know, they call us, you know, their angels because it's kind of like they didn't know what was the wife wanted to give up. And it just really showed it was really beyond us. So wherever we are, like God is calling you at that location for a specific reason. It could be, you know, someone to, you know, for him to download something. You never know. Like, so it's not just enjoying the place that you're in. Like, each day, like being used for God. You don't have to be on a huge platform, you know, to be used by him. And it's in moments that you don't even realize. Um, So it's just really amazing because it it grew everyone's faith. So even, you know, there was a girl on the trip who's never even seen anything like that, who's never prayed, you know, for healing or seen a miracle. And so it just even grew other people's faith within the group, you know, too. So that's one of my you know, favorite memories, but all memories like God, there's so many just testimonies of what God has done, like literally to show up. Um, even at times, you know, when I didn't even have anything, there was a time when I went to Italy and I didn't have, well, 
I booked a place, but then they were telling me like, oh, I didn't, they're like, there's something about you. And, you know, they didn't, I didn't pay for where I was staying. And it was really like a blessing that God directed me, directed me there. And when I was there, um, this was at the, in the Amalfi coast. And this is when I just launched Brave by Faith Travel. And so what I do in regards to scouting the trips, I go to the different places, taste the food, see how it is, and run through an itinerary and get a grasp of everything. And so as I'm working for God, he literally provides. So he provides me with benefits as if I'm working, you know, with another job. And it's a lot being, you know, an entrepreneur, but God really guides me. And so um, in regards to that, you know, I was uh, out like for a month just scouting and I did not pay for accommodation during that month when I was out. And so when I was at the Amalfi Coast, there was a friend of mine from college who have I haven't, haven't even spoken to since college, um, and which is like over, I guess, you know, like 10 years. And she messaged me, she's like, oh, I'm in Rome right now. And Rome is like a three hour train ride. And she's like, you know, I'm here. She's like, you should come over. And so I came over to where she was. She was staying at a five-star hotel. Like she didn't charge me, you know, to stay with her. And like, she covered everything. And when I was out there, another friend of mine reached out to me because she saw that I was in Italy and she's like, oh, you should go visit Umbria. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I have come in my schedule because I didn't, I had a skeleton of what I was doing, but I didn't have anything set in stone. And so she told me about this resort and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And then I told her I was going and she was like, oh, well, I actually know the owner. I reached out to the owner and he's going to let you stay there for free. And I was there literally for two weeks. And then after that, I was going to Santorini. (laughs) And when I was going to Santorini, another friend reached out to me to see how I was doing. She was in Santorini at the time and she was running a retreat there. And she said that she had an extra space and she just wanted, she's like, you can just stay with us. And like, she didn't even charge me. So that's what I mean. Like (laughs) literally every place like God literally orders the steps of exactly, you know, where I was going for each moment. Like it's crazy. And that's what I mean. Like, it's just really anointed with the trips and what he's doing and the times. Yeah. So my favorite moments are of God literally expanding, you know, my faith and awe in him. I'm just like, wow. So it's not more so, okay, yeah, I see, you know, there's beautiful moments of like skydiving, seeing mountains, you know, having floating breakfast and all that. Like, you know, I've seen it all. But for me, what's significant is seeing God move in extraordinary ways, you know, when I'm overseas. I love it. My last rapid fire question is (laughs) to know, like, what? I mean, you are Julesy Explorer. You have been everywhere, all around the country, outside of the country. Just, I mean, I could listen to you tell these stories forever because they're so inspiring. Just to to hear, like, just that purpose and destiny colliding to where I think a lot of people, and I mean, I'm about to go on a whole tangent, but I'm gonna bring it back. I think for a lot of people, even when it comes to what they're doing for work, like can be so discouraged because they don't really find purpose there. And I think it's just really beautiful that like you are like, God is giving you this gift of like your purpose and your destiny, like colliding. So you're doing this, but it's so him, you know, at Mm -hmm. the same time. And just knowing that that's possible for people. Cause a lot of people right now are just, 
in jobs or in situations where like they don't see that and they aspire yeah. to have it. So even hearing a different story and a unique one. A lot of times you hear people talk about it like, okay, I was a speaker or whatever. I was a pastor. Like that's kind of the thing. But no, like God does unique thing. It could be travel. It could be cooking. Yeah. It could be so many different ways where he can just merge like purpose and destiny into your work and take care of you because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love that. My last question for you is this, like what, it, like what places are on your travel bucket list? Like you have like Ooh. seen so much more than average person, but like, what are your like top three? Like I have to get here in like the next couple years. Zanzibar. Um, okay. Wait, I have never heard of that before. Where really? That it's in Tanzania. No, oh, wow. Yes. Um, it's a part of Africa. So yes, Zanzibar. Um, another place I want to go to is I want to go dog slaying. So you can do that in Finland. You can do it in Norway. So I, I want to have that experience. And so potentially one of those countries that offer that. And the next place, I just actually went to Mexico last. I really like Mexico. I haven't been to Tulum yet. And I've heard really great things about Tulum. So Tulum, another place, let me see. Yeah, so those are the three places at this moment. I love it. I feel like you're giving this stuff to research. Like everybody's going to listen to this podcast and be like, um, places to go dog sledding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just looking up stuff. Well, Jules, um, thank you so much for your time today. Like it's been such a pleasure to chat with you. We really appreciate you coming to the podcast. Being yeah, our first thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, um, how can people get connected to you? Like, how can they sign up for a trip? Like, what Ooh. do you have to uh, how can we get to know more about you? Okay, you can sign up on it for a trip. You can go to bravebyfaithtravel.com. That's where all the retreats are listed. There's also testimonies too. So if you're like, okay, well, how has other people's experiences been? Um, we have testimonies on the website as well. You can reach out. You can contact us on the website. You can send a message. We have trips year round and we have it so many different locations the majority like each of our trips that we have we usually have an alumni who's on a trip and they're intimate retreats so we usually have about 10 women and that's because we want to make it personable and there's a theme for each place that we go to um so bali is blooming bali we have different themes um for each location that we go to. So even if you have, you're trying to decide which place to go, you can just read about the trip. Morocco, there is more in Morocco. And the reason why it's called that is based on Ephesians 3.20. Like there's more that God has for you. And when I went there, there is so much more in Morocco that was beyond my infinite imagination. So I'm like, this is, and the same thing, what, what are we limiting God with what we feel that he's calling us to do. Like there's so much more that he wants us to see, wants us to do uh, and all of that. And 
My Instagram is Jules the Explorer. And also our travel IG is Brave by Faith dot travel on Instagram. So that's it. But I love receiving messages. So you can reach out to me and I will answer. Awesome. Well, guys, after listening to this episode, make sure y'all hop on over to Instagram and send Jules a message. Let her know like what this episode has done for you today, how you're inspired from it. And if you are trying to get on that plane and travel and be brave by faith, I hope that you are. So thank you so much, Jules. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. And until next time, continue to become the one. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day.